Well, hi. Welcome to the Guardians of the Podcast. The show that takes you on a thrilling cosmic journey through the vast expanse of knowledge and entertainment. We will be your guide as we explore the uncharted territories of the podcasting universe. As for who we are, well, we're not just podcasters. We're the guardians of the podcast. And yes, here we are. Episode numero uno. This is actually our 58th take. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's over there drinking Starry. But Um, welcome to the first episode. I'm the shady one, shaded beard. He is the Andrew Damon. Are we doing the sight and scene thing? We can do that if you want, yeah. Sight and scene Andrew Damon. And this is going to be the most unorganized episode that we ever do. No, no, you got it right. Organized was the right one. Yeah, organized. Perfect. Perfect the way it was. Total sarcasm. (laughs) But being that it is our first episode, we are going to just kind of relax, introduce ourselves, get you all acquainted to what we've been wanting to do, and maybe even some of our goals and our backgrounds and what we like to talk about and uh, annoy each other about. So, hi, Andrew. How, How you doing, doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. That was a, yeah. a lovely intro. Very good. Oh, it was, it was the best. So best good. intro. My, my, those who trained me in radio would have been so impressed with, uh, with, with that intro. Oh, man. Uh, no, no intro music or anything yet. Yep. So, yeah. Anyway, but we are going to be talking about. So, take it away, Andrew. We'll just jump right into it. Uh, tell everyone a little about you, your likes, your dislikes, your life, your lockups, hmm. your trouble with the law, whatever it may be. My trouble with the law. Yeah. Yeah. We'll <laughs> definitely start on that. <laughs> No. Um, so yeah, uh, again, my name is Andrew Damon. I have, uh, first of all, the reason that this podcast is where it's at and, you know, has come forth to the internet spaces, uh, is because I love podcasting. That's, I think that's important for everybody to know people, people all the time will get on the podcasting circuits and they'll try and, you know, put in their two cents on subjects and whatnot, but they actually don't like podcasting. I love podcasting. I've been podcasting for a very long time with, you know, different shows that me and and specifically my older brother have been kind of swapping back and forth. But those days are behind me and he's got a family now. I've got a family now. We've both grown up. And so it's time for me to kind of go off and and, uh, start my own thing. So this is my first attempt at starting my own thing with somebody else other than my brother. So very happy that this has worked out and that we've been able to do this. You you trusted me enough. I did. I did. I trusted you enough. I gave you that trust. So we'll, uh, here we go, folks. All the hope, all the hope. I'm grabbing hold as much as I can. Um, but no, I, uh, I, I'm 25 years old. I am, uh, I hail from Tennessee, kind of upper Tennessee. I wasn't born there. My wife was born there, but, or rather here. No, she wasn't even born here. She was born in Michigan or something like that. I don't even remember where she was born. Anyways, but, um, actually Canadian. She's practically Canadian. You know, I should ask her because I'm not, I, I, I really, I really, I really need to figure that out. I actually um, have family in Michigan, so it's okay. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, her entire extended family is actually in Michigan too. So uh, it's, it's mm-hmm. interesting. Um, but yeah, 25 years old and uh, I, I've, uh, I was born in upstate New York near Buffalo, New York, that area. And uh, I spent a lot of my life sort of 
moving back and forth to different places. And we ended up, me and my family, a family of four, mom, dad, and then, you know, me and my older brother, we landed in Pennsylvania and uh, we spent uh, over 10, 12 years there. And it was, it was enough time for me to uh, figure out that I didn't like it. And so uh, when I met my came wife, down south, that's yeah, oh yeah, yep. <laughs> yep, I can I had to come down south, but uh, it was it was a uh, it was an interesting thing. My my uh, my venture into the social media spaces started with Facebook, of course, because that's a very uh, an older platform, um, and then eventually uh, moved to um, to Tennessee because I met my wife on TikTok and we collaborated via text message and collaborated we we sent texts back and forth to each other and we weren't collaborating on videos or anything it was just uh she you know spammed my page with likes and and she didn't realize that i was getting notified for each one of them so i was like oh okay there's a a you know attractive person who's you know spamming me and so i reached out and the rest is history but um so yeah uh we're we're in tennessee and no uh no news as to whether we'll move but currently no we're we're good where we're at um, it's, a good, it's a good state. Nice my time. interests. I feel like interests should come up a little bit. But if you guys can tell, whoa, my whoa. background background is all about my interests. I think that's why we have a show. Uh, you know, I think you're right. Yeah, that that could be it. Yeah, it's to talk about it's to talk about the things that we hate. No, it's talking about things we love. Oh, um, we're going to talk about the things we hate. Trust me. Oh. I love the Rings of Power. It's pretty. Good. It's no. pretty good, man. Uh, anyways, but. Uh, so yeah, my interests uh, they they stem kind of all over the place. I'm I'm more of a fantasy guy than a sci-fi guy. I love Star Wars. Don't get me wrong. I'm not as big of a Star Wars fan. Um, I have gone to see all the different films and midnight releases when they did that sort of thing. And um, but I grew up watching uh, Lord of the Rings. Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings was my introduction to all things Tolkien, and so that was like a lot of people. That was my introduction to that world, and so. Uh, upon having studied it more and studied the actual and read the actual works of Tolkien. Uh, I understand why people say the books are better than the films by a vast margin. And it was, it was, yeah. it was quite sad. I'm going to be honest with you. It was, it was quite sad to, to look at that, the films that I've loved so much and realize how much it's, it's different, you know what I mean? And how, how far in a way it pulls and, and away when you, me. when you do read the books, you, mm-hmm. you try to take what Tolkien did in the movies and try to visualize that that aura that he created. At yep. least I did. At least sure. I did. You yep. know, so, yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, so Lord of the Rings and stuff. And that actually got me into, of course, Skyrim because it's a fantasy based, you know, stuff. I am a fan of the MCU, not as of the last year or two, but yeah. uh, my, my, my stuff is all fantasy Lord of the Rings, Skyrim based and some Marvel, but that's kind of where my wheelhouse is at. Um, and I have quite a few tattoos you can't see them, but I have a couple Lord of the Rings, you know, inspired tattoos and go, go, I'll plug you a little bit. Go, go to a social media. You'll see them. They're, yeah, they're, oh yeah. They're nice. The, I, they, I love them. Your, your artist did a good job on those. So I have, good. I actually have done, I've tried my hardest to do each tattoo with a different artist type just of, just to look thing. just to make yeah. it look different and uh right. i kind of i kind of stopped doing that once i realized that the the person i actually go to see now is like my favorite i'm like i'll just i'll just go to see him so <laughs> but yeah so you know my interests you know kind of my background a little bit um right. what, what about you man tell me tell me about yourself so 
I so I'm I'm in my mid. Yep, yeah, there just you go. Just Arguing. kidding. Just kidding. Hey, I'm telling you, I can get long winded. I, <laughs> I, I literally almost created a couple of years ago a whole shaded beard extension. I was wanting to mm. do the podcast thing. I was literally going to be ca- calling the podcast so long winded. That was going to be the really. Of it. Yeah, so that's that, awesome. That's a whole. I even have logos right now that I haven't shown anybody, but I made the <laughs> logos for it. I was ready to go. You oh, know, that's everything. great. I love it. Everything of that nature. But now, so I'm, I'm in my mid-30s. I was a byproduct of a lot of 90s TV shows, mm-hmm. um, a lot of your Saturday morning stuff, uh, cartoons, X-Men, Transformers, you know, Nickelodeon, uh, you know, early early 90s Nickelodeon. Uh, but I love that show. But, and you know this, what grabbed me was what's playing behind my head right now, the good old Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And it just took me by storm. Uh, it, it just... I don't know. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed like Legos and, and mm. robots and stuff of that nature. Um, so I think just color, the colors and the robots and the different things, just it all coming together just captivated me. And it, and it did. If you grew up in the 90s, you knew how it captivated you as a kid, too. We, oh, yeah. Mall, malls would be packed out and different mm-hmm. things of that nature. So, yep. So that's that was my first introduction into anything fandom lore or what wouldn't end up being a fandom of some sort. Um, it's now it's a little bit of a smaller community, but you know we, we have our we have our our fans. Mm-hmm. But um, the diehard fans. Yeah, and then Transformers came out with Beast Wars. I was a big fan of that, which is what the new newest movie is kind of about. Mm-hmm. It's the characters of Beast Wars. So that I got into that a little bit and. There was a, and then I was a big wrestling fan as well. Mm. So all the nineties things I was into, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to get long winded about the story until another episode, but, uh, there became, there came about a time frame where we changed lifestyles and we got into a very strict church and mm. literally, um, everything that I owned that pertained to video games, uh, power Rangers, you name it anything that I had thrown in the black garbage bag, mm-hmm. not sold, not given away <laughs> black garbage bag. And for four years, I was out of the loop of it all. Mm-hmm. And my brother was born during that time. And when we got, when we got out of that lifestyle um, and kind of reinserted ourselves back into pop culture a little bit and the world and, you know, just different things of that nature. Um, my brother got into what, what, the whatever seasons the Power Rangers were at that time, you know, some some of the different um, superhero movies that were coming out, like Spider-Man and stuff. So that mm-hmm. started to pay back up. And then I really didn't do much with it. Um, I, I became kind of a more of a his, history nerd there for a while as a mm-hmm. teenager. And then when I got into college and stuff and started making my own, a little bit of my own money, I realized that people were selling reselling the old 90s figures of power mm-hmm. rangers that i used to have yeah i was like i'm making i'm making some money i could probably let me just pull up my calculator real quick yeah. and see what i yeah. can get yeah so it kind of snowballed because around that time that i started recollecting all my figures and uh yeah. getting back into the fandom and realizing you know social media was starting to become more of a thing and there were there was facebook groups and mm-hmm. you know there's communities and people actually were into different segments like star Wars and different things. You know, I never knew that that was a thing until college got back into it. Um, and then I was, I got into Lord of the Rings, uh, you know, somewhat and fell in love with that. 
I mean, just fell in love with Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Just loved the, the 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 way that it was shot, the story that it told, and then the extended editions came out, and I had to have mm-hmm. those, of course. Um, and then Skyrim came out, and I tell you one thing. I, w- I was very good at writing papers uh, mm-hmm. in college. I was a communication studies major. I could write a 10-page paper within one, in one night. No big mm-hmm. deal. I would play Skyrim all the way up until that very last hour to, to write that paper. I mean, yep. count, countless. Uh, I bought computers just to be able to play on the computer. I got mm-hmm. the Xbox, ver- the original Xbox version I ever owned. I got the PSA. Just a whole nine yards. So mm-hmm. Skyrim, Lord of the Rings, Power Rangers have been my thing. And then, as I said, I was a communication studies major. Uh, did radio and broadcasting. I was a sports yeah. broadcaster for our college. Uh, got into radio. Um, and then I switched schools. And uh, what communications was at that new school was something different. And I was more worried about just graduating than restarting my major. So I went into uh, more of the psychology of communication, but I just always had that itch to do a, do something. So I was always posting videos on Facebook and social media. And then fast forward it, TikTok came around. Mm-hmm. And then it was, you know, the kids were doing it more than the adults were. But then the adults started doing it. I was like that itch. I just started mm-hmm. getting that entertainment itch. Yep. But but I was sitting there and I'll tell, tell the last story I'll tell is, that uh, the reason why I am shaded beard is I was sitting there. I was in it. I actually used to work for Apple and I was there on a project by myself alone in California. And that's when TikTok. I wanted to join TikTok. I said, I want to do something different. I don't want mm-hmm. to just be me. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of boring. I really am. <laughs> I'm kind of boring. Um, so I was looking around and I saw the glasses and I saw the hat and I was like, huh, I could do something with that. Mm-hmm. And then I, I re- literally pulled out a pen and paper and started writing down things that pertain to hats and shades and sunglasses and beards and, you know, different mm-hmm. things. That And Shaded Beard was born. So there you um, go. Dance trends and many failed attempts to be cool later. Here I am. So that's a little bit about my long-winded backstory about yeah. my, my background, my fandom. My, yeah love for podcasting just like yourself so. sure yeah absolutely yeah. i mean the i feel like i got to go back and like fill in all the cracks man i was like there's so many different things that you had I mentioned tell, i was like i, 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 I should have said something i tell stories that way I'm, I'm one of those people that i'm like hey wait a second if i don't tell this detail yeah, yeah, yeah. you know whatever yep, but yeah, absolutely whatever. i mean you'd mentioned like early childhood and tv shows and whatnot i was born in 97 tail end of 97 so it was like a the 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 90 five to 2004 that whole chunk of time there was like some of the best cartoons and old tv shows that has ever come out ever and on things like nickelodeon right you've got cartoon network you've got kind of the staples of the cartoon i missed the cartoon network train a little bit um, okay that, that, that really didn't start hitting off yeah until after that whole dramatic that whole church experience mm-hmm. happened so yeah yeah. Well, Cartoon Network was almost it wasn't exclusively Cartoon Network, but we had this thing where we would go and visit my aunt and uncle in North Carolina every summer for like a week. Mm-hmm. And they had cable. We didn't have cable. So we we got there and every every morning we wake up and we'd watch some some Cartoon Network and yeah. when you're watching Codename Kids Next Door 
Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. and and yeah it's two two guys but it ain't just a girl show powerpuff girls you know like you have all of these shows that you're so excited for and so you sit down with a you know as a six-year-old with a bowl of cookie crisp watching you know samurai jack and you're you're over Heck the yeah. moon excited you know and Heck and yeah. you're on vacation and all that so i i i identify with the the uh the the tv shows at an early age and and having that be very nostalgic and yeah it was really funny that. because my brother as i kind of briefly mentioned my brother was born during that whole time that we were in that church and we weren't we weren't allowed to even have the pre presence of a tv like mm -hmm. it was instant i couldn't even look at a tv i couldn't mm -hmm. even i wasn't even allowed to look at anything when they we go to my grandmother's house I, I couldn't even look in that direction and then when we got out of there my brother you know i would babysit my brother and he we started buying dvds again and watching all sorts and he got a little bit back into power rangers and at that time i was like well maybe i'm maybe that's past me now you know mm -hmm. this, so they started using a little bit different technology and cgi and i was like oh that's not what i grew up with you know mm -hmm. everybody's like that and he just kept what he, he would watch maybe three three seasons and i was like i kept finding myself glancing over you know mm -hmm. getting wanting to get back into it and then somebody introduced me to lord of the rings and then mm -hmm. you know and I was trying to also find myself as a teenager because I did come out of a very strict lifestyle. And now I'm having to relearn things yeah. that I thought I knew about, you know, the world. I didn't want to, you know, as we would say it as Christians, you know, be of the world. It's just yeah. you're reinserting yourself back into the things you used to like. You sure. Know, that sort of thing. So, yep. Well, yeah. again, it's that, uh, this is just an offshoot comment, but it's that, it's that it's that misinterpretation of a couple of things that can lead to a total lifestyle oh, change. Yeah. And I get yeah. it, dude. I didn't say anything about this, but I'm also a Christian, you know, this, but I don't know if anybody else knows this. Yeah. I'm also a Christian. I, I grew up in a Christian household, but I was, I was sort of went through a, a different lifestyle change and I, I, I came to Christ when I was 15. So yeah. for the last, you know, 10 plus years I've been, you know, Different, yeah. different thing. So yeah, I'm a heathen because I have tattoos and, you know, I watch, yeah, yeah, I watch yeah, all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, but yeah. no, we, uh, I remember the first time, uh, I remember the first time, uh, we, we tried to, we thought we were really pushing the limit because we didn't get a TV back right away. Mm -hmm. We, we just got a computer and inserted a, a, a TV card that you screw <laughs> in the, the so <laughs> and uh we we thought that was enough at first mm -hmm. you know because we were really timid to just jump yep. all back in so well, yeah that's enough sin man you can't you can't, yeah. do, you can't do it anymore and my brother was only allowed to watch his dvds on the computer mm -hmm. uh, you know yep. so, yeah so it's funny how life works but yeah i sure. got back in got back into it and now as you can see behind me i'm well endowed and you know power yep. back in power rangers and i was about to say um, you know so I've spent thousands of dollars. So what, uh, what, what do you collect, uh, over there on your wonderful tavern looking Skyrim theme? I mean, I kind of go towards the, again, I'm a fantasy guy. I love fantasy. I, if I could, every inch of my bare white walls would be covered in, in props and, you know, real life looking figures and whatnot, either from Lord of the Rings or maybe some variation of, fantasy like that i'm a right. huge i'm a huge lover of all that stuff so i go on to amazon or what workshops or whatever and i see what they've got and then i look down and i see the little dollar sign and i go never mind i'm not gonna yeah, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. gonna buy that so i i've 
collected small things over the course of, you know, four years or so. And uh, a couple of these things are actually gifts that I got from people who know that I love it. So well, it's, it's mainly in the fantasy realm. This sign actually above me is actually made by my brother. He actually made hey. the sign on, on Bilbo's gate. Um, but, uh, and then I, I forged this with my anvil that I keep outside AKA bought it off Amazon and uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the blanket map behind me, I, I received from a, a friend that I, uh, no longer I'm friends with, unfortunately. But uh, uh, anyways, happens, happens. It does, but uh, but good stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Mine is just a pure brunt pan money <laughs> that I don't that I don't have. So I want to <laughs> ask you a question because I, I already knew you had that in the background. If you were to take everything that's in your background right now and put a dollar sign on it, how much money do you think? Now you're going to call somebody to come and rob me. Good thing I didn't mention where <laughs> I'm at. Uh, so uh, so. I'm kind of looking into the camera right now and just kind of mm-hmm. kind of looking what's around me. By the way, so, you don't have to answer that. I, I just thought of it. I was like, no, if you don't no, want to answer that, you don't have no, to. I'm good. Um, it depends. It Because not everything that you see behind me is everything in my collection. This is just mm. the, lucky, the lucky ones that got selected. I, I still have about six huge totes about the size of this table uh, full of stuff um between pop figures and uh, just other random mainly yeah. power ranger stuff but um just other random stuff that i yeah. am into uh i think you should be the, you should be featured on one of those hoarding shows that they've got uh, on like netflix or something i'm telling you i'm telling you <laughs> but uh yeah probably i even i'm even one of the i even go as far as to try to keep things in boxes yeah like i have to keep the box and everything yep. and i got a buddy who does another podcast and me and him joke all the time about that. Uh, he, he's a box guy too. And he mm. doesn't like to take things out of boxes. And I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. Uh, so, but behind me, we're, we're, we're well in the, the double digits as far as thousands. Oh, wow, saying. dude. That's yeah. crazy. So, um, Cause I, I do have some stuff up there that I got signed over the mm-hmm. years. Um, I have some things like, for instance, you can't, I don't think you can see it in the frame unless I move my head, but some of the comics, some of those pictures that you see are comic cover uh variants okay and there's there's one above the one the display here and i got several of them that are sealed in plastic and have never been opened the point was is to have you buy them and you could either have a 300 dollars variant or you could have a five dollar variant it could be the cheap one or the most expensive one Mm -hmm. and um they promised that each at the time this was like four years ago, four or five years ago, they promised that each comic book store would at least have three of the $300 variant. But unless you open it, you never know. And of course, yeah. when, you op- when you open it, it depre- depreciates in value. So mm-hmm. I've never opened it. I do have two others that are in a box I have um, tucked away and I've mm-hmm. never opened them. So could be could be sitting on a gold mine right now. I don't. So I don't once you retire and you decide to open it up, Wow! Yeah, and then oh no, it's worth twelve bucks. You know, it's like I wish I could. I wish it. I wish it was like a three D light, so I could feel yeah, it. Yeah, because <laughs> I know with the three, they they did sell the three hundred dollar variant outside of that thing. Yeah, and it's only about two hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. But since you know the the aesthetic of you don't know what it what's in here, you know. Yep. So yep, yeah. But Absolutely. I got some things in there from the '90s. There's some things from modern, you know, mo- more modern day that yeah. they keep, you know, because nostalgia is is the thing now. Nostalgia yeah. is, you know, and you got 
companies like Hasbro and others that are yeah. recreating things from the nineties uh, because they know that People us big them. kids, us, yeah. us ugly big kids are the ones <laughs> that are going to go in there and spend money, adult yep. money on it. So for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. but that's me. That's, that's, that's pretty much what's over there. And then I do have, um, so I'm a big Sonic the Hedgehog fan too. And it's mm. kind of, you know, games are kind of hit or miss when they come to fandoms are concerned. You know, you got Skyrim, but you know, some people are Mario people, Sonic people. I'm a, I'm a Sonic person. Yeah. So they came out with Sonic Adventure back in the 2000s. And of course that was during a time when I was, wasn't even allowed to look at people playing it. Yep. And then when I got out, I got into it and they released very rare um, action figures for them. Mm-hmm. And back then they were 20 bucks. Yeah. 20 bucks, you yeah. Know? And um, never bought them. Uh, saw them in the stores, never bought them, obviously. Yep. And then they, I went on there like three years ago mm-hmm. and I found out just one of them boxed is mm-hmm. $300. Mm. So, Never really thought about buying them. Mm-hmm. I really wanted them. It'd be cool to have in my collection. Sure. I just happened to camp, come across it on, I don't know if you've ever heard of Macari, which is another mm-hmm. place where a lot of people sell. It's like the new new eBay. It's a little mm. bit different, but it's kind of like eBay. You make an offer or you bid or whatever the case. I was on Macari and this woman needed, needed cheap money just for medical bills. Mm-hmm. And she had the whole set, which is five of the action figures. And she was selling it alone, boxed, not yellowed, not nothing, selling it for $400. Oh, yeah, dude. So I didn't have the money, but I had a credit card. I had a credit card. (laughs) (laughs) Did you buy it? Oh, it's sitting right behind me right now. Oh, Oh, dude. Yeah. So it's worth $1,100, but I bought it for $400. Not to say, dude. With some fees. You're making your money back plus a bunch more. Yeah. Good so, grief. But they're in excellent condition. Yep. Uh, before I put up the display, they they sat in bubble wrap the whole time. Mm-hmm. So they've been treated like royalty. Yep. And, and people ask, you know, you'll have people when you collect ask you all the time, what's your most, you know, prize possession. Prize possession. Yeah. I, I really hoo and ha about it um, yep. because, but those, those things were so rare. It's just like, yep. man, you know. So, yep but no yeah. i get it i get it i do what uh so how much of that sign that skyrim sign set you back that, that's kind of fancy i've been wanting so, to ask. fun fact it's it's just it's just loaded with uh cheapness fun it fact doesn't look like it does it really does it look awesome it, it i mean it looks Especially with were, the lights, especially with the lights on it the lights on <laughs> it makes it look awesome yeah but if you were here with me you'd be like oh okay that's pretty cool, I guess. But I'd whatever. Still, I'd still seal it. You'd still. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the picture frame is actually something. It was like maybe twelve bucks at Walmart. Maybe twelve bucks. It it very cheap. And then uh, it came with the cardboard, the background cardboard, and yeah. the actual Skyrim logo was a three D printed logo that my uncle made me years Dang. ago. And I literally started by putting a command strip on the back and sticking it to my door. 
when I was younger, you know? And so I was, I was like, Oh, I'm going to do this. This is awesome. And then I would stand back and realize that it was hanging at an angle. And so I took it off. <laughs> I was like, I got to fix this. So, so, you know, when we were gearing up to start this and I was figuring out my background, I took actual like gorilla glue, super glue. And I was like, I'm going to make this my poster. I'm not going to move it. I'm not going to change it. <laughs> so I made sure to line it up well and get it the oh, measurements right. Man. And then turn that into that. But as far as like my collection, what's the most expensive thing I have? I don't know if you can see it, but I've got like this little doing everything like a weatherman here, but I've got this little like kind of glass dome thing here. That's actually Bilbo's the, the, the deed from the Hobbit that Bilbo gets. Um, and it's, it's I, my, my, it was a gift from my parents. They, they know I love all that stuff, but they, they got it from the wrong film because I'm not a huge fan of the Hobbit films. You know that. Anyways, yeah, my point yeah. is we'll they got it, that we'll get into that. That's and it was, it was, I think close to a hundred dollars, but that's, that's a more expensive item. My most expensive item, not in, including this glass case, because the glass case I bought on, what is it like? You have, I think the same exact glass cases behind you. It was like a it's, it's Ikea the, or something. Yeah. Ikea. It's called yeah. a golf case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But this was actually my brother's. He bought that for like $300, something like that. It was, it was expensive. Mm -hmm. they're, Anyways, they're, I didn't, they're not cheap from Ikea. I wanted to get a second one and I was like, never mind. I'm not doing that. <laughs> so everything in my glass case is super cheap, but my most expensive item is, is my, my Mjolnir, my Thor's hammer. It was like $250 on Amazon. And I, you know, I love it to death. It's super they, heavy they, too, which makes you, they, makes you feel awesome. They have the Lego version that I've been wanting to get where you can actually build Thor's hammer. And do they really? And I think it's a decent size. I think it's almost that, that size. It's, it's really like supposed to be really big. Yeah. So but it's, I'm it's a big, Lego. So it'll be yeah. $700 or yeah. something. Yeah. I think I saw it the other day at target and it mm. was, yeah. Yeah. It was, That's know, crazy. Like $300. Uh, speaking of legos wait. you talked about legos and all that you you said you were into legos right right i, I thought you said that right were you ever oh, yeah. were you ever into bionicles no really i hated them, I hated them. why dude they were so good they I were loved so them. they were like it's like lego trying to be too cool for, <laughs> for school or something dude i was yeah. all about bionicles as a kid that's all i would get literally yeah. there was there was a couple of years like maybe a four or five year stint where we live next to my grandparents and, you know, near all of them. So when they'd say, okay, you know, what do you want for Christmas? I'd say Bionicles. I always I wanted Bionicles. Couldn't. I just couldn't do it. And it, no. I don't know. They were, they got the long pieces and, you know, yeah. these figures and I can get why they were popular you yeah. know, and, and everything. They, yeah. they've semi put Lego back on the map a little bit, mm -hmm. even though they struggled sometime after that um, yeah. doc documentaries about it. But yeah. Wasn't a, I was always I was always the kid who um, I would build what we would get mm -hmm. and then um, I would take the Legos because I wasn't allowed to watch TV or have action figures from things from TV or video games. I would build I would act like the minifigs were were characters that I mm -hmm. loved from this. Yeah, I had, to, I had to sneak around and act and, and play. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was that was that was that. But yeah, yeah, I was I was just a Lego purist, you know, the castle set, the underwater mm -hmm. set, the space set, you know, all yep. that stuff. And yeah, then, um, that that was actually the only thing that didn't get thrown in that in that trash bag. I was allowed to have Legos. That was yeah, it. that my yeah. Game Boy, that my Game Boy, oddly enough, my Game Boy and my Legos were the only thing I, mm. I was allowed to keep. Wow. Yeah, dude, the the we got onto the Lego train pretty 
pretty much the same time we got onto the Bionicles, but it was all about Bionicles for me and my brother. But eventually what we would do, because you've got all these Lego sets that you purchase mm -hmm. and eventually you have to, you build them, but eventually you're like, okay, they'll, they'll fall apart or they'll drop yeah. or whatever. So like, where, where do you keep them? We got literally, my parents bought us a huge, a huge tub tub. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all of them went in there. Yeah. And so, and so when it came down to it, we're like, well, how in the world are we going to, rebuild these things if we want to yeah. so we keep the manuals so for years decades we had and we still do we still have the bin but we have all the the old crinkled up manuals so we can was, find the pieces i was i was having a conversation with my brother a couple months back about that because we mm -hmm. had the big bin yep. i started the big bin and then he wasn't really in the legos but he got a couple sets that yeah you know he got he i think they were star wars sets or something like that yeah you know um and they got added to the bin I was asking him because it, it always stayed in his room after mm -hmm. a while after I went to college because he's he's actually uh, nine years younger than me. Right. So and uh, he was like, man, I don't know if I, I said if you know where it's at, if you find it, if it's at dad's house or whatever the case may be, you better tell me right now because mm -hmm. <laughs> there are some sets in there from like. 1995 yeah have just been sitting in there yeah i didn't say the manuals so they're just mm, they're just pieces pour, pour it out on the floor yeah and in and whatever but oh don't do that don't pour it on the floor pour it on a blanket that way you can grab oh, a blanket man. and just dump it in there i can't tell you how many times i got in trouble for just pouring <laughs> on the floor and i didn't never wanted to pick them back up and put yep. them back in the bin yep and yeah and of yep. course you know that's where the whole jokes about parents stepping on Legos came from because their kids never picked them up. They never picked them up. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, but too many, too many times well, my dad would, you know, step on them. And so we're like, okay, before the blanket thing was figured out, we're like, well, how do we figure this out? What, what do we use? And so we had those big square green platforms. That's exactly what I did. Scoop yeah. them up and put them, them in there. Yep. there exactly there. what we did. Yeah, so yeah. got creative. So, yeah. but yeah, man. So Legos. And then I still, I still do Legos. I got, um, What's uh, what's the Ma Mandalorian's ship called on the show? Um, uh, Razor Crest. Razor Crest. I got yep. the Razor Crest in a in a bag right now. That's all, you know, all the pieces. I gotta pull the manual back out, put it all Not back to together. Say, man, put it together, <laughs> man. That's awesome. Um, and then I did end up uh buying a couple months back uh Alchemist Prime. Okay. Um, and it actually transforms into the truck and say. or the the big form. Yeah. So, pretty cool and That's then cool. i've been trying to do a little bit better than i was when i was a kid trying to keep yeah. them all together but i got a sure. couple a couple of smaller star wars stuff so yeah. yeah lego lego's been a part of the equation that's for sure i think uh lego is or they just did not too long ago sometime this year they they released a, a rivendell set from lord of the rings they and i was did. like i want that they so they cool. absolutely did and did you see the price tag one said set too. don't tell me hold on i gotta look i gotta look this up real quick hold on so hold because on. it's supposed to be minifig it's supposed to be the the ratio of size of the minifig um and i think they pretty much have every character that was at riverdale rivendell mm -hmm. during that scene in uh fellowship of the ring right um so yeah all right, let's see. Rivendell, Lord of the Rings, Rivendell. Oh, 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 okay. All right, well, so that's my Christmas budget for the year for my in-laws. Um, and I would rather have a grill 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the grill instead. The grill. <laughs> um, for those of you that don't know, the the Lego Rivendell set. Uh, I don't even know the dimensions. There's over six thousand pieces. Oh my goodness, fifteen figures. It's a it's a pretty big set. Um, and the mini and the minifigs are. I don't think people realize, but minifigs are actually really important. Like yes. if you have minifigs of Lego uh, of a certain set, mm -hmm. you, you could be sitting on. Depending on how rare it gets in the coming yeah. years, you you could be sitting on two hundred dollar minifigs yep. just easily. Absolutely. So, so it is a so it's twenty eight point five inches at the base from end to end, and then tall it's fifteen inches. So this is a pretty good sized Lego set. It would take it's up almost this whole table. Yeah. It's five hundred dollars. That that's before taxes. That's before everything. Oh my right. gosh. Yeah, and and, bag. You, and you know you know. That it's not probably going to be their last, you know, set no. that they're going to Lord no. of the Rings. I, I, I told, I told somebody, I said they need to do because I, I like to also buy sets during Christmas and put yes. them around, put them, put them around the Christmas tree, mm -hmm. uh, and then put the train around it and and put those certain sets inside the the train uh, tracks and everything man i'm and, gonna come over to your house on christmas that sounds fun dude oh yeah we don't, made, we don't made, do that yeah i yeah. made it a tradition of mine to oh to, man to, to buy one set that i could put under under that yeah um it's getting kind of big now i'm gonna need a table to, to <laughs> a smaller tree and a Just bigger a table. smaller tree yep <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah i told i told somebody i said they need to make the christmas vacation scene of Clark Griswold holding the two when he was trying to have, have when yep. he put it together. Yep. And he goes choo, 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 in it, you know how, and they need to have lights that turn on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I said they, that'd be funny because because they've already you know they've done Friends, they've done The Office, yep. which I'm also a big fan of. I had it mentioned. Really. That. Um, Me too. The Office. Uh, they're doing all this Harry Potter stuff now, mm -hmm. and I think they did. What movie did they do? I think they actually did do a Christmas movie, but I can't remember which one it was. A scene yeah. from a particular Christmas movie. But I said they need to do the Clark Griswold from Christmas Vacation when he gets mad. Dude. You know, so many such. And then I also, and you know, after building Optimus Prime, I was like, well, where, where's my Megazord at? Where, where's my <laughs> where, where's my five and one Megazord going? Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure, dude. So you said it was Mercari. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Macari is another site, kind of like eBay, and they mm -hmm. sell other stuff. But a lot of collectors go on there as well. So sometimes so, you can find a deal. It just depends. Well, not in this case. the The, the, the Hogwarts castle uh -oh. is in the box. Okay, I think this is unopened. All right, uh, it is a yeah collectible Harry Potter Hogwarts set. Do you want to? Do you want to just? throw out a random guess and i'm going to compare this between what mercari is selling selling it for and what lego is selling it for uh four four hundred six hundred <laughs> now lego is selling it for 469.99 so i was gonna say that that seemed like more of a four four hundred dollar range yeah but, you know. i'm curious to see how actual hey collector uh, collector's They'll post the price, man. They'll, oh yeah, they'll <laughs> for sure, absolutely. I don't know the dimensions. I would love to have a um, like a big like if I won the lottery. I'm just going to be transparent here. If I won the lottery, I would have my office 
would be it would be set up in a very specific way but everything in the background would be lord of the rings themed stuff harry potter themed stuff like props and whatnot and i'd have a big table somewhere with like lights shining down on it maybe like a glass case big enough to hold it with the castle in the the foreground and that's all it is there's nothing else in there it's just the castle i love harry potter so much (laughs) anyways yeah harry potter was one of those things uh i just didn't gravitate towards i don't hate it i don't necessarily hate it and i can sit down and 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 but i have to be in the mood to watch it i can't just be like I have to come across it on, on TV or, mm-hmm. you know, say, Hey, okay, cool. But yeah. I, I dated a girl in college one time and she was, she wasn't a nerd by any means. And you know, she was actually very preppy and was in a sorority and different things of that nature. And but her thing was Harry Potter, the books and the movies and mm-hmm. every day quoting it. So I, I had to, and that was around the time where the last two movies came out Yeah, and um, just so happened. And so I had to kind of, you know, be a, be a good, be a good person. You were obligated. Yeah. There yeah, was, a I was obligated. It. There was an yep. obligation to, to sure. like it a little bit, but I just never gravitated towards it. But yeah, yep. if it's on, I'll sit down and say, Oh, I remember that scene. Or yep. Of that nature. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, again, we're, we'll talk about this at some point, but Harry Potter was always like a, it was kind of a taboo thing when it first started kind of coming on the popular scene and whatnot. And, and people do not understand how religion really yeah. It's it's these these layers. Of... It's just it's just a lot of a lot of different things that went on in my household, and it was like, should we watch the first one? Should we not? And and it was uh, nothing against my parents; they honestly didn't really know better at the time, and so they were like, no, we can't. It's got magic and stuff in there, and they didn't understand the relationship of how you could properly kind of go about that without acting like it's a big screaming deal. And so now, like, you know. I think my parents, like when we get together, like, Hey, you want to watch Harry Potter? Like, sure, let's do it. You know, like they, they, they totally fine with it. And so it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it was what it was, but I don't know. I feel, feel sorry for people when Chronicles of Narnia came up because that was, that was, that was supposed to be like Christian based. That was supposed to have that undertone under it. So I feel sorry for the the Christians who, uh, Who missed that, out? <laughs> who missed out on that? It was a decent movie. I wasn't a big Narnia fan, but it was. It, my brother was. My brother was a big fan. Yeah. The, it's another the, victim of the the movies being not as good as the books. You know, it's it is what it is. But yeah. it's that's pretty much all it is. Like Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Narnia. You know, all these different things. The books are always, always, always oh, better than yeah. the movies. Always. I, I I I was never a big comic book fan, but when the um, comic books for Power Rangers really started picking up yeah. um the the there was just a guy who got signed on you know around 2017 and he was just a good storyteller and he yep. just kind of knew how to tap into what nostalgic you know nostalgic fans wanted from their power rangers and how they wanted to be portrayed while also introducing newer elements to sure the franchise that weren't in the show or the movies for that matter yep and um he made a lot of money from from the power <laughs> ranger community sure um but yeah i just so much depth you got to see a new and then the the artist that they had who created the imagery for it mm-hmm. did a phenomenal job and you know yep. you just made it feel like you were watching a show or getting a new element of it and it and it did take a little bit of a darker turn a little bit in some areas and some power ranger corner people in power ranger corners wanted that that side of it and it was so it became so much popular um when this writer was doing it that the the late Jason David Frank, who played the Green Ranger, White Ranger, mm-hmm. um, did a 
a commercial for the big blow off the the final the final comic that was to be the blow the the climax of everything in the final one sure he, he they did a real life not a not a cartoon but a real life he was dressed up in the the character that his his character played in right. the comics he was dressed up as that character did a whole monologue it was dark it was gritty mm-hmm. you know and stuff and people loved it so yeah. it, it caught on so yeah i even that little bit but yeah i've read lord i'm not a big reader i'm mm-hmm. not a big book person but i've yeah. read lord of the rings and um i didn't read i didn't finish the hobbit um as much but i got through i got through certain elements to be like oh wow okay mm-hmm. that's that's interesting and yep. everything and uh if they come out with the rings of power we won't even read that we'll just to burn it um <laughs> use this kindling yeah right <laughs> yep uh people people will understand that one at a, yeah. at a later date but yeah uh, but yeah books are always better than movies that's for sure for sure every time every time a book comes out and it's popular and all that at like twilight or you know hunger games or whatever give it about were, two or were three you a years. twilight fan no were you twilight Never a Twilight fan, never a Game of Thrones fan, but you can see it. You can see it a mile away. It's always this, the book is so popular. It's gaining so much traction. And then which studio is going to buy the rights to, you know, do it, turn it into films and whatnot. And then they do it. Guilty pleasure. I actually like Twilight. Did you really? I actually did. Guilty pleasure. Do you still like Twilight? It's a, it's a, it's more of a nostalgia. It's not like I I just sit down and watch it type Um, of thing, but it's, it's like, Oh, okay, cool. I remember when I used to actually like to watch this. I'm a little ashamed. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I'm a little ashamed. I tried. I'll be honest. I, I, the only exposure, I'm pouring myself more soda. I apologize. Anyways, the only exposure to Twilight I've ever had was I watched the first movie. Well, that's and, the one that kind of just set it off a little. Well, bit. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you what. It was one of the. It like I the movie stopped and I was like I was probably fourteen, thirteen or fourteen, and I saw it and I was like, "Why did we watch that?" Like that was honestly my reaction. <laughs> I was I was like I wasted so much of my time watching this. I don't care about anything that have like what's his name Edward. No, no, the, the acting was horrible. And every yes. meme, every meme and every TikTok video that you see making fun of it is rightfully doing oh so. Gosh. Don't get me wrong. I, so I t- <laughs> but, now, now, again, I'm I'm saying this without having read the books. I don't know how good the books are. I don't have any way I to judge I hardly read those. the books. I hardly read the books either. So I, I didn't read the books. I'm not, you know, I don't want any diehard Twilight fan to be like, the books are so much better. You didn't read them. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not judging the books. I'm judging the films. The, the yeah. films, or rather the first film was outrageous it was so bad i've Pattinson never became our new batman didn't he i guess he got something i guess i like him as batman though he's i do good. like him as he's batman good as batman uh, yeah he that, that was a pretty that was a, i know we're switching gears but that that was a pretty mm-hmm. interesting take on that yeah. character um yep. it was you know dc tries to be a little bit dark and and, and nitty-gritty a That's little bit thing. But, yeah but that was just a really different take mm-hmm. uh, on. So I liked it. You know? It's yeah, funny because my brother, again, we'll probably have a whole episode about this and just Batman in general, which I know we talked about already, but yep. um, my brother, my brother, he's, he's three, almost three years older than me. So he's got a little bit of time on me, but 
he's a diehard Batman fan. He loves Batman. He loves really? he he loves Christian Bale's Batman. He loves all the comic books Batman. He doesn't I don't know if he's collected a lot of them. He has some, but he he just loves Batman. He's his favorite, you know, DC hero. And so he went to see Batman and we live in different states, so I FaceTime him after he goes to see it and he goes I didn't like it. And I was like, what are you, are you joking? This is literally the best on-screen version of Batman. I think we personally have ever had. It's, it's, it's got so much in it that I, I just adore and love and, and it was perfect. And it had some, had some faults, had some issues. Yes. But it's, it was wonderful. And he goes, I just, I thought it was stupid. I was like, okay, really? that's, that's fine. So we'll yeah. have to agree or disagree, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. what do, what do you think about Mike and Keaton coming back? You know, I, I will, I will be the first to say I have, I never saw the Michael Keaton Batman. That was, that was the one that you could technically say I grew up with in the nineties. You know, that was the, the one 1989 that, Batman. Yeah. yeah. The, those were the ones that were always playing throughout the nineties and it became mm-hmm. so, so loved throughout the nineties. I remember as a kid, um, nobody really wanted to touch Batman anymore, to be quite mm-hmm. honest with you. Uh, so I think I don't think they created one until Chris, you know, Christopher Nolan's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, version of it. And um, now I, I love his version of it. Oh, yes. Oh. There's always going to be a special place in my heart for Christian Bale, Christopher Nolan's Batman. Yeah. And it's not it's not just Heath Ledger, even though that was epic, you know, an epic mm-hmm. performance. But uh, even just the first one, I was like. This is because I felt like they they were trying they were trying to give realism on how yes. Batman got his powers, yes, or or his abilities or his strength or his desire. If to Batman were real, how would it yeah. look in a real yeah. world setting? Yes, one hundred percent. So I, I enjoyed that, and I just fell in love with Christopher Nolan's movies. Yeah. you know, Inception, and you know, different mm-hmm. things of that nature. He's got a new one coming out. Um, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Yeah, and I, I want to see that one. I definitely going to see it so yeah yeah batman uh michael keaton's coming back christopher nolan's version is always going to be epic and oh yeah uh, so there's there's no way to but yeah we got robert pattinson uh, from from twilight to to come on over <laughs> from vampire to batman yep <laughs> to sparkly vampire to- <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh, oh, it, is, yeah. it is crazy i oh, i man. think that that there's so many memes about that like oh he's gonna be the new batman it's like it you know and then it's, <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect casting. Oh, good lord! But, I that, don't know, man. That made it. May also made. Um, I don't know the girl's name. Um, she played in Pitch Perfect. Uh, she was from the Twilight series. The, the main girl from Pitch Perfect. Was, yeah, I can. I can. I can yeah. see her face. I just don't know her name. Yeah, but so so my, so, wa- my so wife people. watches Pitch Perfect all the time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It is um, what it is. But. But good deal, man. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. What What else are we into? I mentioned The Office. I was. I'm a big Office fan. Yeah. Um, I actually watch The Office more than I watch Power Rangers. Um, I would never have guessed. Yeah. Really, that's I, that's kind of crazy. I could literally have it on on silent, like I have that on silent right now, and it, as long as it's uh, seasons one through six. Mm-hmm. I can pretty much quote what's going on yeah. line for line in it. So, so are you, yeah. I'm also a, I'm a huge lover of the office. I, I will watch it whenever someone puts it in front of me. I love it. But are you one of the fans of the office that feels that way that, you know, season anything past season six is not as good. 
it wasn't the Michael Scott factor. Yeah. He, obviously, he didn't leave till season seven. Right. But uh, the the quality of the show changed around season five and season six. Mm-hmm. Um, it became more of a storyline based show yes. rather than these are just random things happening in 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 the in a office. You know. Yeah. I mean, they kind of yeah. Some could argue that well, yeah, that but that started in in season two. You know, they, they yeah. really started relationships started forming and you really got they really kind of narrowed down what the main cast was going to be yep and did that by storyline but you know um it still had some amateur elements to it sure around two and three but yeah five and six really started especially at the end of six and then seven it just it was full blown and then eight and nine there's just a lot of disconnect for me Mm -hmm. in eight and nine just because I feel like they were trying too hard. Yeah. Eight and nine. Uh, they yep. ran out of ideas. Yeah. And a, lot, and a lot of character elements, like a lot of things that they were having some of the characters do were just not, you could say a character needs to evolve over time, but it was just outlandish of some of their character traits that you would yeah. think a person like that would do, you know, even after several years. So I don't know. Sure. That's, that's just my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. I did. I distinctly remember getting to a point with the last season where I was like, I'm, I'm not terribly interested. It was like the last four episodes of the, of season nine. Yeah, the last the episode last... obviously was the blow off and, you know, yeah, yeah, was absolutely. But yeah, sure. Yeah. But it was like, I, I watched it, but I was like, I don't, I don't feel like watching these anymore. I just want to go back yeah. and start over. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, so that's... it's, that's what I do. That's yeah. what I did. Start yeah. over, you know. Yeah, and uh, but again, quote can quote every line right down to the T, almost uh, yep. to season six. So. Angela, where's Angela? Oh, I didn't see you behind that grain of rice. <laughs> yeah, behind that grain of rice. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised, surprised I haven't sent you a bunch of office quotes just when we've been texting. I know. I you say you're love the office. I'm like, where has this been the entire? time? I literally ha- up above there. I don't know if you can see it behind my head, but right underneath, under, that's the office Lego set right up under oh is it really yeah so yeah yeah. and then i got some i actually got the office action figures in my display case (laughs) and and then i got tons of funko pops of the office Mm -hmm. um i got toby and michael funko pop on this over here and it's supposed to be uh toby holding the rock that he gave you know uh so that's what that is and then i have a dundee if you if you look i have a dundee over there i do see it yep i didn't i was actually gonna ask you i was like i see something a little little shiny over there i was like what is that yeah i believe that's uh the bushiest beaver one so they 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 make they make different ones yeah uh, that was the only one at the store that i bought it at oh wow Remind me, I'm I'm a hairy, bushy beaver or something. Whatever. <laughs> Bushiest beaver. Bushiest beaver. That's Did you funny. ever get into the show? Because this has been a big show of mine. Um, Sons of Anarchy. No, you didn't. Nope. Uh, okay. I've seen I've seen scenes and stuff about it, but it, I never gravitated towards it. Yeah, Sons of Anarchy was a big one for me. I just uh, it was one of those shows where Netflix really started doing shows and. I was like, oh, what is this show? So like mm-hmm. binge watched the first five seasons or four seasons and then I was caught up and then I had to wait every week for for it. And yeah. they went they went nine seven, nine seasons, I can't remember. But I was wow. a big fan of them as well. So yeah. Um I had a bunch of, of the, bunch of their stuff on my soundtrack stuff. So 
Oh, soundtracks. Though. Okay. Mm. Yeah. One of the shows that me and my wife started watching when we first got married, it was a show called the last kingdom. Oh yes. I yes. loved yes. that show yes. so much. And oh, we yeah. watched it. We watched it because we, we, my wife used to do dog training and she used to work from home doing dog mm-hmm. training. And when we first got married, I worked with her or for her rather, uh, for, five months you know so every single day we would be training dogs in the house and all that and we would have last kingdom on and it got to a point where it was it we i got burnt out i got burnt out and really i, I couldn't really? watch anymore and it was it was um it was right near the very end i think there was one season left we were about to start it, and i was like can we just watch something else please she goes, okay, sure. And so we start watching something else. We've never gone back to it since then. It's been like over a year. We haven't even touched it. I do, I, I do have to admit to you, like mm. Uhtred, the guy who played Uhtred, yep. he, the way he spoke to me always came off very over the top. Yeah. But, I'm not, you I'm know, not after, a while, after a while, you get kind of used to it. But yeah. every time he spoke, it was just like, very over the top very very for it's a little forceful yeah <laughs> what i thought was cool was that uh father bianca he is the guy who played he, voldemort in the first harry potter movie he played oh, he okay. played the guy with uh what's his name the, um, um yeah the head on the back yeah yes um, professor quirrell okay professor quirrell um and i was like who is that guy he looks familiar. And so I looked him up on IMDb and I was like, that's Professor Crow from Harry <laughs> Anyways, I thought that was cool. Yeah, we, but, also uh, got, we also got into Vikings as well. So Really? Okay, uh, yeah. 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 I so watched Vikings, the first episode and I, I didn't get into it. Yeah, Vikings and then, yeah, I got, you know, I think all shows go through this, you know, just after a while. They do. And then just flipping through and it was it was around the time i believe it was another show too that they tried to do that was mm-hmm. viking based but um that was around the time that everybody was making viking shows yeah and so yeah. and so and then last kingdom was was one of them and yep. we started watching that so yeah i've seen that one and seen vikings um ironically uh vikings makes me think of soa so uh, that was another show that I mentioned earlier. So yeah. yeah, speaking of that, and I don't, I've never seen Sons of Anarchy. I'm not, I don't know, but that sort of dark, gritty, you know, TV show. One of the shows that me and my wife are are, we've taken a little bit of a hiatus with it, but um, we're we're going through Peaky Blinders, and that is a very good show. It's on Netflix. It's really, really good. It's got um, never heard of it. Killian Murphy, the guy who played Scarecrow from Christian Bale's Batman. Oh, he's a good actor. He's a very good actor. He's the main character in Oppenheimer, Christian Bale or Christian mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan's he is. movie. He plays there. It's a nineteen or early nineteen hundreds British gangster show. It is so. But he's good, good at those roles. He's he so is. good. He's he, so. He good. puts on the that hat and he puts mm-hmm. on a suit and yep. he, he's he's already there. So yep. yeah, I would recommend that show. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. it. It's very good. I think that I think he does a lot of other roles that are mm-hmm. like from like World War Two and yep. in that era and stuff of that nature. So, yeah, so his char- his character is like a is they they do things with um like race horses like they'll bet on race horse matches. Th- okay, now 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 that I think I think I have seen a preview yeah. or two, and it's just um, about their rising to power in this setting right. in England, you know, and it's right. it's very interesting. I will be honest. There's there's some decent amount of, of nudity. So there is some parts that I skip over, but 
it's not integral to the plot at all. I, it's not. I got through Game of Thrones. So I was about know. to say you like Game of Thrones, so you got through that. It's fine. Got but through um, Game of Thrones. it has. I've seen some of Game of Thrones, and it, it, this this Peaky Blinders has a dramatically lower, you know, sexual yeah. nudity and all that. So it's not that big a deal to me. But um, I would recommend it. It's it's fantastic and it's wonderful. Um, there, one of the 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 Killian Murphy, the main character, he is. Um, what's his name? I think his name is Arthur. And then uh, his older brother in the TV show, he's got like a big thick mustache. He's my favorite. He was in the Sherlock Holmes, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. ones, the, the guy who's oh, yeah. um, uh, Professor Moriarty, his like right hand man, okay, the guy who yes, plays yes. the sniper. He's yeah. that actor. He's really, really okay. good. Um, okay. Anyways, I would recommend it. It's fantastic. Awesome. Awesome, but, awesome. I was trying to, I was trying to think of some some other ones that he was in but I yeah. just it's not ringing a bell. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I uh big Christopher Nolan fan, big fan mm-hmm. of the see, he tends to pick the same actors in all his stuff too. Yep. So um usually see the same people and then I sure. like Inse- I liked Inception. So mm-hmm. um so that was cool. But yeah, game game going back to the mention of Game of Thrones. Did you mm-hmm. did you ever get into that or what was no. no, it was it was one of those things that I, I heard a lot about, but only because people were like, oh, did you see that scene? There was, you know, boobs in it. And I was like, oh, OK, so that's really all it is. Seasons one and two, a little much. And even yeah. in the newer show, they, they they played around with it a little bit. But after after a while, it they they I guess they got enough hate about it at the time that Game of Thrones came out yep. and um, it died down significantly. Yeah. So it was uh. It, it got if you can get through seasons one or two with the nudity, it's not as bad. Um, I know there are which, cut, there are cuts which, out there that take them out. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. there are. Yeah, there are because really, there may be one or two that's relevant to the storyline, mm-hmm. like truly relevant to the storyline. Yeah, but I think I think I could see I could I could tolerate you know not seeing it because i don't think when it happens there's really much to sure. add to the storyline as yep. as you can imagine now one that i could not get through that really that really did i, I just said i can't get through this was witcher um mm. i tried witcher i tried to i tried to oversee but they they went all in with nudity they just <laughs> i mean almost every scene it was just like ah, yeah you know Come on, it's it, it. It was worse than Game of Thrones, in my opinion. But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I've 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 seen enough in my lifetime. I think I think once I've seen all, I've seen enough. So yeah, <laughs> yep. No, yeah. I, I got you. My wife is a big Witcher fan, so she'll she watches all that stuff. But I had I had the games. So <laughs> when I bought one of my computers, my gaming computers, it actually came with the free version of Witcher on it. Which one? Which one? Three. Oh, three, um, yeah. So I don't know if the game do the games even have nudity in them. I, I, no, I've I, never played them. I don't know. Me neither. Me neither. Me no neither. idea. So, so, uh, so I never played it because I was like, I was a big, I was still a big Skyrim fan at the time. Yeah. And still going through Skyrim mods and different things of that nature. And I was like, I really don't want to have my focus devoted from Skyrim. It so felt just... so sacrilegious. <laughs> it was like I can't, I cannot gravitate towards a different fantasy game. I can't because yeah. I, I, I've been following. I know. Do you know who IGN is? The you know, mm-hmm. the, yeah. yeah. I follow them on Instagram, and I think a while ago they did a post about like top ten best open world fantasy games, mm-hmm. and um, they had a bunch of you know 
Bethesda games on there, of course, but it was yeah. it, what it came down to was the last three. And it, the, the third one was Skyrim. The second one was um, Witcher three. And then the, the yeah. first one was elder scroll or not, not elder scrolls. What's it called? Elden ring. We were just talking Elden about ring. that the other day. Yeah. And I wanted so badly to switch the third one and the first one. I said, yeah. I, but for me, it's not about how big the world is or for what you can do. It's just yeah. the nostalgia behind it. I love yeah. the nostalgia behind it. Well, it's de- it was just one of its kind because it, it yeah, there was some, it, there was structure, very little structure, yeah. but you just felt like you could do anything. You yeah. just, you know, and I, and kudos to Bethesda for, for creating yep. a game like that. And then once, once it really started taking off the ground and everybody started playing it, they, they didn't, this may be a, just a luxury thing, but they, when people started making mods for it for the game, they didn't try to bash their community or try to mm-hmm. hinder their community from doing it. They actually were like impressed, and they were like, "You're making our game, but you know, yep. even better, you know, yep. that sort of thing." And then they started incorporating that setting into Skyrim, where you sure. officially you could officially upload a mod, yeah, to them, and they actually made it made it to where your mod had to meet certain criteria to be secure with the, the, the base game. Sure. Um, so they actually made modding better for, for the community. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, because, because when you used to mod on a computer in the primitive days, yep. you could, you could crash the whole thing and ruin your save and, yep. <laughs> yep. and be done with it. So sure. And I, and I was one of those, I never made oh, yeah. mods, but I was, I never made mods, but I definitely, you put them, you put them on there. It was a list. Absolutely. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, your, your whole thing with, with Skyrim, and again, we'll talk about this when we talk about Skyrim, of course, but yeah. it's, it's one of those things where I, every different version of Skyrim, you know, fifth anniversary Skyrim, whatever, 10th anniversary, whatever anniversary Skyrim's in the, you know, the, the, um, what's it called the special edition one with the three yep. downloadable content ones, Dawn yep. guard and all those Dawn different. Guard and all that. Yep. Yeah. I, I bought that one. It was, you know, on my bucket list for so long, I finally bought it and I put it in there and all of a sudden I'm like, I, I was, I'm a console guy. I'm not a PC guy. I know you are, right. but I'm, I'm not at all. So when it came down to it, I, I look and I go, okay, there's start new game. There's extras or, you know, there's all this list of stuff you can do in the main menu screen. Then I look down and it says mods. I'm like, uh-huh. what is this? And so uh-huh. I go down, I click, I, I Googled it and I was like, what is mods? And I, I never heard of I did the same thing. Mods. I was like, what, what is it? Why are people, never people talking about mods? And so I finally saw it and I was like, oh, you can add stuff to the video game. And so I started mm-hmm. doing it and realized that, oh, it would actually make it so you couldn't get, you know, your achievements on your actual console. Mm-hmm. So I, again, I'll stop it there because we'll just go on a total we, rant we, for the entire game. It's obvious the the audience will probably not notice that the, we're big yeah, Skyrim fans. They're huge Skyrim fans. I love <laughs> yeah. it. But um, we'll get into that all at a different date. But still, yeah. I that I'm again. I hope that I, I just want to make that known to people that I'm not a PC guy. I know that they're that PC is better. I understand why it's better on the different technical levels and all that. I just have a massive fear of getting on my PC and all of a sudden it, it just blue screens on me. And I'm like, I, what do I do to fix this? How do I fix it? You know, you know, you know, uh, Apple's getting into gaming on the Mac now, like officially, like putting some investment into where Macs are going to start being game based. Um, mm. And their last, I'm a big Apple guy. Uh, yeah. I've worked not just because I worked with them, but I just, I love Apple. And, um, was very proud of myself for getting my, my, my career to a point 
when I was sure. working with them. I was an engineer for them and got to walk their campus and it was great, great company to work for. Yeah. But um, yeah, they, they, I watch all their keynotes and everything that they do. And yeah, this last one, they, they're really at the beginning stages of wanting to incorporate gaming into their computers now and creating their computers for gaming Good. and stuff of that nature. So that, I love that. give it, give it five or 10 years. Um, that will probably be something yeah. Mac Mac versus PC and you know <laughs> you know that well, sort of thing. I'll tell you what, they Apple has a lot of stuff behind them. You, it's it's a big deal cuz like the 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 smartwatch, you know, that was a thing before Apple came out with theirs. Mm. But it was a big deal, huge deal just because it was Apple. Oh yeah. And if oh, they yeah. start to do gaming and they start to do it right and they take their time, I'm willing to give them 10, 20 years, as much time as they need. Yeah. They do yeah. it and they do it right. It's going to be a massive thing. Cause, cause it's always been Apple gaming, LOL, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> Apple doing gaming, LOL. Yeah. Cause they do. Cause even some of their Mac games were stuff that you could play on your phone, you know, sure. yeah. and stuff of that nature. So that yep. it hasn't really been gaming per se. Well, um, it hasn't been their focus. Mm-mm. No, not at all. Um, but, but yeah, man, I think uh, I think we're we're at an hour. Do you want to want to wrap this? Yeah, up? we can wrap it up. Obviously, cool. you know where to to check out my stuff. Obviously, I do I do daily uh, daily updates on my TikTok page for any of you guys who are interested. Just different subjects I throw around. It's just it's just content put out there so you guys can see a little window into into the things that I find interesting. I always love talking about different subjects. So if you guys plug in something that you want you want me to discuss or and talk he about loves giving me a hard time too. i love giving him a hard time it's great mm-hmm. and then uh on my um on my youtube channel which you guys obviously see down there um i do videos uh monday wednesdays and fridays so one is out it's currently friday one is out today and we'll post this on the, the next monday so there will be two out by the time you see this um i encourage you guys go check it out they're edited versions. They're you know it's a it's a fully fleshed out topical conversation Monday, Wednesday through and you know and Friday. So it would mean a lot if you if you went and subscribed. What about you? Yeah. So uh, shaded beard there on the screen there. I mainly have been focusing over the years my TikTok. I am going to start posting stuff on YouTube as well. Uh, maybe even some of the same content. So people have a you know some people have a preference. Yeah. So you can find me at Shaded Beard on TikTok. I do a lot of series on there about my favorite thing in the world, Power Rangers. I'm trying to do some different things, um, you know, nostalgia-wise, bring, reminding people of TV shows and stuff of that nature. So that's kind of what I do. And then, obviously, I'm here with you, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Podcast. Subscribe, uh, please. We'd like you yeah. to subscribe. Hey, this is the first episode, and uh, these are these are how these these episodes are going to go. We're just going to pick a topic, shoot the breeze. Yep. Uh, maybe down the line we will have some other guests on, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll we'll make this a thing, and Absolutely. we'll try to try to get y'all interested as much as we can and talk about things we love things we hate things the yeah. good bad and the ugly so sure absolutely and if you're interested you got to the end of the video and and you would like to uh maybe throw in your uh, your opinion on what Please you would do. like to Please to hear do. us discuss it's an opportunity for you to get a shout out on the channel and for you to be more uh, integrated into the content that we post so write in the comments section hey i'm interested in this subject what do you guys feel about this ask us personal questions do ask us whatever you want and we will be happy to give you a shout out and to discuss the topics you want absolutely and we'll we will be going live uh we will Mm -hmm. be doing a couple live shows Uh, we wanted to get ourselves ourselves acquainted with uh, getting our feet back into the pot 
feet back into the pot. Is that right? Is that right? It can be a thing if you want it to okay. be a thing. Feet back into the pot. Put your feet um, back in the pot. <laughs> put my feet back. Uh, <laughs> what am I even saying? But trying trying to get it back and get our feet wet. That's the yep. right phrase um, with this whole podcasting thing because we yep. haven't done it in a while. And then it'll get better over time. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I just want to let you guys know, things are definitely subject to change. First episode is always the worst when it comes to, you know, how things go and how, you know, how it will get, but we'll get better as it goes on, but hopefully you guys are, are here for the long run. So uh, with that being said, my name is Andrew. My name is Shaden. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Uh, see you later.